When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Does your, uh, your coach happen to work for the Dallas Cowboys? He does. He also <laughs> happens to be a DB's coach. He also happens to be a former DB. Um, I mean, it's not look like... Getting Al Harris is, I don't know where he is in terms of his development as a defensive coordinator, right? And it's the same with, I think, your choice. There's a, there are steps to coordinating an entire defense, right? You can be an awesome DB's coach. You can even be an awesome, like, passing coordinator, right? But to be a defensive coordinator, to have a scheme and a approach, like that next step, obviously would be something the Packers would need to vet in an interview process. But the Packers took advantage of their defense naturally, but the Cowboys have had a ball hawking, incredible secondary for a number of seasons now under Al Harris. And I know Packers fans know he knows the game inside and out. And I can imagine that coming home would be a very attractive opportunity for him. And let's not pretend that moving to Green Bay, Wisconsin is not potentially a barrier to entry for this job. <laughs> you know, we can say like this is a very attractive job opportunity. Mm-hmm. Let's also like put that out there really quick. This is a wide window a ascending offense, a stable head coach, a stable GM, a very like very attractive all around job opportunity other than apologies all. You are not moving to a big market, right? You are uprooting your family to move to a small market place. Um, And that has always been like you are making that choice. But for an Al Harris, you're coming home a little bit. Right. And so that is that takes away that. But I don't know if Al Harris is there in his development as a coach yet. That is my only question. Yeah, really, we need to have Peter on because I don't want to keep referencing locked on. But he had said the same thing. And I think it's a really true point is that Al Harris has even been interviewed and basically said, like, my job is to get the most out of my players. I don't give a shit about the scheme. And it's like, okay, great noted and that's valid but if you are to actually become a dc those are things that you do start to care about and you know i think that's something that they would obviously vet out in the interview process immediately and that's with a lot of these guys you know is what do they envision at the next level and i think that's kind of an important important piece of this that i've seen from a couple people as well is don't focus on the scheme don't focus on are they going to run a three four or four three like Find the person that you think can capitalize on the talent that you have 
and go with it. You know, like, I don't think they need, it's like a square peg round hole thing. We don't need to try and fit this team into any specific scheme or coaching tree or how you want to utilize them. Like just find someone who's going to let them be what, be who they are and be doing what they're good at. And I think that's kind of what makes this so enticing too, is I don't think Matt LaFleur is coming out and saying, you know, this has to be a certain way. And I think that's also why this is desirable, right? You're not going somewhere that has an, an I mean, Matt LaFleur is an established head coach, but you're not going somewhere that has a really aggressive personality. There's not like a president to contest with. Like you're going somewhere where it's an owner. You're going somewhere where there's a very mutual interest in having the best football team possible. And I think Matt LaFleur is going to be very receptive to a lot of what this DC will bring. So it's, it's really fun to think about some of these people that he could be bringing in. Yeah. I think the other thing that I'm, I would hope would happen in this next iteration is more communication and cross collaboration between the GM and the scouting and the talent acquisition and the DC. Um, the, the disconnect between what Barry was running and what, at least to the eye test, what the talent, at least what we felt that players were excelling at, like didn't always match. Right. And it, and you, I think this ties in nicely with what you just said, which is like, where was that disconnect? Was it a lack of communication? Was it Matt? wanted to run that scheme and that was fine. And so Goop brought in like, let's just bring in the high RAS players, the super athletic like freaks, and we'll just like find a way to fit it. And like, we don't care about the scheme, but I think there needs to be a little bit more of like planning across that entire spectrum from Goot to Matt to this new DC and really make sure that that's all fitting and then being applied appropriately on the field. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And another name to keep, you know, I I agree with you. I don't know if we're even going to have a, a tab on who this person could be. It could come very out of left field. But Chris Harris was another name who seems to be generating a ton of buzz on Twitter. Seems like a name yeah. that a lot of people like. He interviewed for the D.C. job as well in 2021. Worked under Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. He's the defensive passing game coordinator and their cornerbacks coach. Spent three seasons in Washington as well with their DBs and then played eight years in the NFL as well. Um, So he's an option. Anthony Weaver. Everybody's really into the Ravens coaching staff right now. And it's hard to, you know, hard to argue with the results that we're seeing. So Anthony Weaver is the Ravens associate head coach and their defensive line coach. Also was their run game coordinator a couple of years ago. He was the defensive line coach with the Texans. Worked for John Harbaugh, obviously, Doug Maroney, Bill O'Brien, Mike Pettin, Rex Ryan. Um, contributed to a Ravens defense that was like one of the best in the league against the run on third down and fourth down defense. And he's also gotten to work with like some all pros like J.J. Watt, worked with Javian Clowney, works with uh, Justin Matabike, who's having the best season of his career. So these Ravens, these Ravens defensive coaches are hot commodities (laughs) i'm sure especially see well let's see how far they go they're gonna be even hotter depending um but this rape i mean this raisman's defense is superb they are so awesome 
Yeah, Chris yeah. Hewitt, I know, is another another enticing option from the Ravens. He's their uh, passing game coordinator and secondary coach, l- has led their secondary since 2015. So between the two of them, yeah, I think that kind of puts a puts a pin in some of this too is that there's a lot of candidates that potentially are options that wouldn't even be able to be interviewed and you know that's it makes sense why Matt felt the pressure to make the decision that he made now because some of these jobs are probably going to be filled by the time some of these position coaches become available so if you're talking about trying to get like a, a foot in the door with some of these guys there might be some waiting involved yep it is a really interesting dance the coaching hiring process because some teams like the Falcons or the Panthers or teams that have been out of the running for weeks now have been getting their interviews in, right. Mm -hmm. And they get to get a jump on. Whereas some teams, you know, they're like, or they're sending their contingency, you know, up to Detroit because Detroit's trying to plan for an NFC championship game. And they're trying to interview their OC and their DC, but they're not going to travel. So they have to go to them. It's just, it's a very, it's very weird. I'm curious if the league would ever change the way this hiring process happens to make it more equitable. Um, Because right now, you know, if you don't make the playoffs, you get a jump on hiring. Whereas if you go further and we've seen this happen Mm -hmm. to the Packers where they make it far, they make it to divisional round championship round. And then by the time they're out, potentially a candidate they would have wanted has already been hired by their team, uh, by a different team rather. So they made this firing faster than I expected them to, um, Mm -hmm. naturally because they obviously saw an opportunity to get a jump on talking to whomever it is they want to talk to. Yeah. Another name that I've seen a lot on social media, I'm sure you have as well as Aubrey Pleasant. He seems like one of those names that Packers fans have really latched onto. He's the defensive backs and passing game coordinator with the Rams right now. He worked with the Lions from 2022 to 2020, 2021 to 2022, um, was let go, joined the Packers actually last season, if people remember, um, as an offensive consultant. And he was just cornerbacks coach when Matt LaFleur was in L.A. that one year. So some timing overlaps there. And I think that's really interesting, too, is Matt LaFleur. I can't remember who mentioned it, but Matt LaFleur has a tendency to kind of use coaches in a different role. So, like, you take someone like Aubrey Pleasant, who obviously is very defensive focused, and you make them an offensive consultant because it gives you a different perspective seeing the opposite side of the ball. And I don't remember who floated the idea around that, like, maybe Joe Barry would stay and be, like, an offensive mind for the Packers. Like, I think those things are really interesting. And, uh Yeah, the Packers just, there's a lot of really fun options. My personal option that I threw out there to Andy Herman that I haven't seen listed at all, and it probably means nothing, but uh, Chris Kiffin, he interviewed for the job in 2021, and he's the inside linebackers coach right now in uh, for the Texans, who pretty pretty doing some good stuff down there over in uh, Houston. Yep. He was the Browns defensive line coach a couple seasons ago and he worked with Miles Garrett. Then he was a pass rush specialist for the 49ers before that, um working with D'Amico Ryans, worked with uh, Nick Bosa and DeForest Buckner. So, just a, a pretty nice resume working with some really notable uh notable DCs who of course now working for D'Amico Ryans as the Texans head coach, but yeah, some of these guys I'm not sure you'd want to like you'd even be able to poach them away from their current roles because of, you know, like 
I think it was, let's see. Yeah, Matt Burke is the current DC of the Houston Texans, and he was in the last interview cycle. So I know he isn't eligible to move laterally. You'd have to offer him some type of promotion to even interview him. But some of these candidates are coming from like also really good spots. And I'd I'd be interested if they would even want to move, you know, like to to leave the team where they have a really established and like good culture. You never know. There's always incent- different incentives, pros and cons, but we will keep an eye on all of these names. There are a lot of them. I'm sure the news of interviews will start trickling in and we'll start to whittle this list down a little bit more to who the Packers have actually spoken to. But that's an interesting one considering he's an inside linebackers coach, mm-hmm. um, given previously. Uh, <laughs> but I like that. I mean, who he's worked with in the past. And uh, it's a very successful group of players there. Yeah. And it's funny because this doesn't even touch on, right? Like Bill Belichick, Wink Martindale, Mike Vrabel, Brandon Staley. Like there's a lot of huge names. Oh, no, I, I agree with you on some of those. But there's a lot of really big names that we haven't even touched on because it just doesn't feel to me like the Packers are going to go that route. I agree with you. I think there are also a lot of names that are very fun and very buzzy that, and I, I would, you just threw out a bunch. I think there are some in that list that are going to end up being head coaches. There are some that are meant to be coordinators and they're going to stay coordinators. There are some that are probably going to take a one-year coordinator job and then want to be a head coach again after this one season. So the Packers are going to have to think about all these things because if they want to keep this band together, they have like a three ish year window with this core. Do you want a DC who's going to want to be a head coach after one season? Right. Those are things that they're going to have to have to ask themselves um, and plan for. So a lot to think about. 